0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, we have a lot of Impact Wrestling to get through. This podcast is going to be dedicated to Impact Wrestling that debuted on September 29, 2020. After that, we're going to go over Victory Road. And after that, we're going to go over this past Impact Wrestling show. And also, I'm going to be talking about the press pass that I was currently on with to Neil Dashwood, and then mention some stuff that I heard in the other press pass that featured Chris Sabin, Ace Austin, and Scott The Damore. It is going to be a fun-packed Impact Wrestling podcast galore, if you want to call it that. I'm excited to get down to the action and break down some stuff and just talk about Impact In general, as you guys know, I am coming back into the Impact family after 14 years. It feels invigorating, it feels different, it feels nice, and I'm here for it all. But before we do that, I want to thank all of my listeners that have ever tuned in to a podcast episode of the Square Circle Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Marie Shadows. If you guys have not, and this is the first time that you are listening, thank you for listening, thank you for being here, you can catch all the podcast episodes on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast and also on the Patreon side where I just revamped everything, add more tiers, make it more fun for you guys. Head over to patreon.com forward slash rookie scp. However, let's head on over to the Anchor side of stuff so I can let you guys know that I am grateful for all 811 total plays of the square circle podcast. And I am thankful for all the 30 listeners that come back every single time to hear what I have to say about professional wrestling. I quickly want to thank my top geographic location listeners, so here it goes. With 83 percent, it is the United States. Thank you guys so much from around the country, of the United States of listening to my podcast. I am based out of New York City, so thank you for that. From the United Kingdom. of listeners are there. Thank you from the United Kingdom for listening to my podcast. Ireland has 4%. Thank you guys for tuning in to listen to the Square Circle Podcast. And Canada has 1% of listeners over on that side. Again, United States, United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada. Thank you, every single one of you guys for listening to the Square Circle Podcast. It is greatly appreciated, greatly loved, and... Without further ado, let's jump right into the Impact Wrestling that debuted on September 29th, 2020. Impact Wrestling opens up with a tag team women's match. We have Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary teaming up to take on Havoc and Nevaeh. I do want to mention one thing because I do want to mention one thing about character development. So, I didn't notice this before when Taya came out, and when she came out this week on September 29th, her theme song is hip hop and rap. She comes out, does whatever you want to call it, but it's the John Morrison thing that he does in a way, just a little different, and then comes to the ring. As much as I'm impressed with Taya's in ring ability, It threw me off to hear the combination of hip-hop and Taya not acting in the character that she's supposed to if her theme is rap and hip-hop, but, you know, every time that she comes out, I'm always looking forward to see her work and what she's able to do. Even if the theme song and her character throw me completely off because it does not work right together, it does not mesh together, but there's something there that will pull me to keep wanting to watch her and keep an eye on her and see how she develops. She obviously has the years that she put into the business and her in-ring ability, but just those two kind of threw me off, and I just wanted to mention about character development. Most of the time, 90% of the time, you want to make sure that your theme song with your gear Which your character makes complete sense. So that way, when you come out for the first time, you're not getting the dull faces in the crowd looking at you like, oh, what are you? I don't understand what you are. You know, stuff like that. Once you find the combination that fits well together, then people will start to gravitate towards you and become fans of you. But I believe that it's safe to say that Taya Valkyrie is the only exception to that rule. where It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm happy to see her in the ring and see her ability in the ring and I could just forget about her entrance. So she's the only exception to that rule. But then again, when you're young and coming up in the business, just make sure that you have all your bases covered to make sure that your theme matches your gear and also matches your character. So that way we know who you are. We could easily... Decipher, we want to cheer, boo for you, or just continue to watch. All I have in my notes for this match is that it was a good tag team match. Every single woman in this match is fantastic. Taya took almost all the bumps and she managed to pick up the victory with her finisher called The Road to Valhalla. So, Taya and Rosemary picked up the victory. When they fought Havoc and Nevaeh. The other thing I want to mention too is that ever since watching Impact Wrestling and watching the women wrestle, it is smooth, it is calculated, and there are no moves wasted in any of their matches. Everything feels like it's one right after the other, it's smooth. No one is counting choreographic steps, no one is trying to remember the spots, no one is trying to make it look like they just came out of wrestling school and this is like the first match they have on a grand stage. That's what I adore about the Impact Wrestling Knockouts division is that everything that they do in the ring looks so good and it keeps me wanting more and I'm the type to want a smooth match. I don't want it to be all choppy where it's all spots and stuff like that. You know, it could have spots, but don't make it seem as if, like, this is the first day out of wrestling school. And then, bam, they put you in a high profile match and you don't know what to do and you're freaking out and nerves are coming in and you're messing up here and there. You're counting the steps, you're waiting for this, you're waiting for that. I don't like saying that. These women are obviously not green. They probably face each other all in the indies a thousand times over. And when they bring it to Impact Wrestling, the knockouts division they definitely do knock it out of the park after that we have Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan coming out to attack Taya and Rosemary after that little segment we have another women's match it is Tanil Dashwood versus Jordan Grace this is match two between these talented women the first match that they Met in Taneo Dashwood picked up the victory. This is their second match. And this is a lot more... This one is a lot different because Jordan Grace got in her power moves to Taneo. The story behind it was that during that first match, Taneo Dashwood definitely countered all of Jordan Grace's moves. Jordan Grace had some power moves here and there during their first match. However, Taneo being the... Calculated professional wrestler that she is, countered almost every move that Grace threw at her in this second match here on Impact Wrestling. It was the opposite. Jordan Grace got in her power moves. Jordan Grace was able to counter Taneo Dashwood and turn the narrative in a way. Jordan Grace put Taneo in a submission to pick up the victory in this match. After that, we have a little. Vignette of EC3. He tells Moose that he is going to be burning the TNA belt, and he wants Moose to be there for the funeral. EC3 has been on this warpath of destroying things of the past. TNA is no longer here; it is now Impact Wrestling. So to get rid of the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, EC3 is going to burn it, and then invites Moose to the funeral to watch it happen after that we get a rich swan promo and it's all about his ankle and his ability to heal he had an achilles tendon where he had to retire for a little bit and then came back and he's going to be fighting eric young for the impact world heavyweight championship come bound for glory october 24 2020 After that, we get a Heath for Impact. Heath and Rhino are discussing possibilities, and they're in the back. However, Reno Scum come and attack Heath and Rhino. I honestly did not know who Reno Scum was, and they look like wannabe GTA characters that got kicked out of the Bikers Club just because. Yes, I play video games, guys. I Played the hell out of GTA 5. So after the beatdown, Rhino goes over to Scott the Moore and tells him that Reno Scum attacked him and Heath and they want a match, even though Heath is not signed. But Scott the Moore takes Rhino at his word and sets up a match for victory road that will include Heath Slater and Rhino versus Reno Scum. After that, we get a tag team match. We get the Rascals versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. In my notes, I have Wentz goes for a standing shooting star press, only to have Dez push him onto the opponent. That was the highlight of that match. That's why I have it in my notes. I never seen that type of offense before, and seeing it for the first time, I got super scared for Wentz. Only because any miscalculation, he could definitely have overshot him and he could have landed into the ropes or anything could have happened to where he could have got hurt. And it is a very nice spectacle of a move. And I think that if they were to incorporate it into their move set, obviously they did. But not as a reoccurring move, but more as a get the crowd excited pop type of move because I would have popped if I would have saw it live because I've never seen this type of offense before. And it's very interesting. However, I was just scared for once to not get hurt. And luckily he didn't get hurt. They probably did it a hundred times. I don't know, but I don't want any of these wrestlers to get hurt when they do certain moves like that, or when they try to be all flashy, when sometimes you don't need to be flashy. But this one, I give them props for doing this one. However, Carl Anderson does get the knees up when this move is done. And then going towards the end of the match, it just seemed so much for the Rascals to handle that they do not pick up the victory. Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows pick up the victory due to their size and their power against the Rascals. I will say on this podcast that ever since watching the tag team matches of the Rascals, they have definitely been impressive. And they are really good in the ring. They're really good as a tag team. And I love that they have a lot of tag team combination moves. Sometimes when you watch other tag teams, they're still getting the groove and the chemistry together. So they don't have enough tag team combo moves. But the Rascals, Dez and Wentz, they have very good offense. They wrestle as if like they've been wrestling as a tag team for a really good while. The chemistry is there. And I'm impressed with every single match that I see them in, and they're starting to become one of my favorites. Next, we have a one-on-one singles match that will determine who will still be the best man at John E. Bravo's wedding. I know there's a lot of people that follow Impact Wrestling, and Impact has started a new segment called Wrestle House, and Wrestle House is funny from the clips that I've seen, and that is where Johnny Bravo is from. Uh, he is getting married to Rosemary as he recently proposed to her. So during Impact, the cast of characters from Wrestle House are still trying to figure out who would be the best man, even if Johnny Bravo already picked the best man. And the best man that he picked was Falaba, which I think I pronounced that right. However, Johnny Swinger did not like that idea, so now we have a match of Johnny Swinger versus Fala to determine who will be the best man at the wedding, and the winner of that match was Fala and that's the end of that. After that, we get Eddie Edwards coming out to the ring, and he wants to know who attacked him last week. Sammy Callahan comes out and he's on the top of the ramp sitting down in a chair. And Eddie thinks it's him. But that is not the case. The person who attacked Eddie Edwards is none other than Ken Shamrock. That's right. Ken Shamrock is back in professional wrestling. He's back with Impact Wrestling. He was there when it was TNA for a little while. He came back. He attacked Eddie Edwards and he is currently doing Sammy Callahan's bidding. After that, we get the main event, which is the North, the team of Josh Alexander and Ethan Page taking on Ace Austin, who goes by the inevitable, and Madman Fulton. Ace Austin is a very talented young wrestler. He's only 23 years old and he has a amazing wrestling profile with Impact Wrestling. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton does a lot of tag team combinations, and so does The North. This was a very good tag team match, and the winners of this match was The North. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is my review of Impact Wrestling that debuted on September 29th, 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to thank all of my listeners on the Anchor side again for tuning in to the Square Circle podcast. And over on the Patreon side, I now have a total of two Patreons. Thank you guys for helping me out and supporting the product and supporting the podcast wholeheartedly. I thank you guys every single time. Thank you to Mags and thank you to Rylan for supporting over on the Patreon side. You guys could get in on the action too. Make sure to always tweet me at Marie underscore shadows or at squared circle pod over on the Twitter side if you want to discuss anything that I said in this podcast and I'll see you guys in the next one.